Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shanks Show. Hour number three of our program. Welcome back. I'm Bill Shanks. Thank you so much for being with us. You can uh, get on Twitter at Bill Shanks. And you know what? If you have my secret text line, you can always share an opinion with me. I got another very respected head coach in Georgia high school football. My contact list has great names in it, folks. And I just got another report. Crawford and Coley are home runs for recruiting in the state of Georgia and Florida. Love both. And again, that's a very, very good high school football coach who just who just texts me. So um, I think most of the people, I think, I think Ken hit it on the head, really. The people who may be questioning Coley need to remember he's not coming back as the OC. That's Bobo. And, you know, then you get the people who don't like Bobo. It's like, y'all need to get a life. My God, all, all Mike Bobo's ever done for Georgia's led him to a bunch of 40-point-per-game seasons, but I, I, I've never gotten that either. But I, I, Coley can recruit. That's, that's all Kirby Smart wants, man. Get them in there to Athens, and they'll teach them. They'll coach them up, but get them in there. you got to get them in there first, and they do. They do very well. All right, to the phones we go, 478-646-ESPN. We would love to talk sports with you. Mike and Cordell, where were you on vacation last week? Where were you at? Hadn't heard from you in a while. Well, I've been out of work. <laughs> Uh-oh, you, are you hurt? Yeah, I messed up my shoulder working, helping my son put some brake pads on his car. I was trying to, I went around the side of the car <laughs> and tripped over the tire he had took off and landed on my shoulder. Oh, Lord. Oh, big dummy. I know. Well, it happens. We all do dumb stuff. You know what? That's why we got insurance for, because we all do dumb stuff that costs us, right? Yeah, and I was out of work for about two and a half weeks, and they thought I had torn my rotator. But anyhow, my long so we're short. Everything worked out, and I got back to work. So I'm happy now. Well, good. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're back. Did you hear the uh, interview with Paul on 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 Friday? I did not, but I read it. I read it. Uh, but now I just heard what he had said uh, about when he had went into the locker room. Yeah. I, I have come to the conclusion, and and I already had, that Jeff Collins is what is known in medical cir- circles as a rectum opening. <laughs> you are correct, sir. That is right. <laughs> I I just can't believe that. I mean, who Paul Johnson's what the second winningest coach in Georgia Tech history? Am I correct? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I'll trust you. You're a, you're a Tech fan. You got to know those kind yeah. of stuff, brother. But I, you look, he had a great run, right? So we we can't. Yeah. We, we, I mean, it's stupid to think that that's not important. And, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, Collins was just a bad hire. He, and he was a DB, you know, and yeah. 
I I I think that you know the, I, I've said this many times, and I think you'll agree with me. Okay, you're going to replace Paul Johnson. He's retiring. But why go and get someone at the other end of the spectrum that's like total opposite of Paul Johnson to to almost be like, well, we don't want that kind of personality again, so we're going to get someone who's just a fly-by-night floater who rather talk about Waffle House winning football games. And that was, I mean, again, Todd Stansbury, that was the dumbest damn thing he could have ever done. And, and again, ADs are usually – it's like I said earlier about how coaches are judged sometimes on who they pick as a quarterback or GMs. Well, ADs are totally judged on who they pick as a head coach. And that guy failed. And, you know, just like uh, Coach Johnson was talking about, he he give praise to Chan Gailey. When, uh, and, and let's face it, Chan Gailey was a good recruiter. He put all of his – eggs in a basket with Reggie Ball, what probably hurt him worse than anything. But let's go back. When he took over, what did he do? He come in with a whole new offensive scheme, the triple option, and went nine and two basically with Chan Gailey's athletes for for the most part. What did Jeff Collins do? And, And Paul Johnson was right. He didn't leave the cupboard bare. He lost to the Citadel. What happened, man? You know, I'm 68 years old, but I believe I can slap hell out of him. Well, he, he, you know, (laughs) thankfully he's gone. And I, and I, I just, I hope someone that like that does not get a another chance. And there'll be some dumb gullible AD that may buy his bullcrap. But Mike, I, 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 I'm almost glad that it got out there because. And I'm not out to hurt anybody, but again, that's this guy doesn't need to be a head coach anymore. He, I don't. Maybe he was great at Temple. That's that's awesome. You know, wasn't that where he was? Okay, great. Go up there and coach, but you're not a big time college football coach. Head coach. Maybe he can coach the defense. Maybe he can be better than Gene Chizik was at North Carolina for Mac Brown. But he doesn't need to be anywhere near in a head coaching opportunity. I'll, I'll just about bet you a dollar to a donut before the season ends. Mac Brown runs him off. <laughs> it, I, I just about bet you. That's Anybody that's a weird combination that. too, though, because I didn't really understand that either. I mean, I I, I know that the defense has been well. Their defense was better last year. They still got rid of Chiswick, but. I mean, they've had defensive issues ever since Mac's been there, back, since he's been back. And Chiswick came back after, you know, he'd been there before. And I don't know. They just can't get that together. They they have quarterbacks. I mean, Mac attracts quarterbacks like Drake May, who's going to go high in the draft this year, and the the Hal kid who's with the commanders. But, my gosh, um, the defense has just been a mess. But, but maybe – but, again, Mike, like I've said – Maybe that's exactly what he can be as a coordinator and be good at it. But a head coach, I mean, if, if I know, obviously he's had more than one head coaching job with the deal at at uh, Temple. But when you fail, even at a ACC school like that, I, I just think he should never be a head coach again. It was awful. Oh, it it was terrible, and he did recruit a few good ball players. What did they do? 
Nothing. Uh, leave. They left, right? They left. So, no, no. I uh, Maybe he's just so arrogant, like you said. I, it used to aggravate me. Well, Tech's got the ATL for this week's game above the line. My great big butt. That was the stupidest thing. Yeah. No, and 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 I and I'll leave it with this. I hope he goes to Waffle House for the pure reason. I've eaten their chili before. When I'm constipated, I hope he eats three bowls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, do you do you need for uh could could uh, Chris email you that link to that interview, or or can you go find it on the on the website? I'm fine it on the website, bro. Okay, you you could probably just you can probably just Google my name with Paul Johnson. But here's the thing, Mike. Here's the best part of this whole thing. Georgia Tech people love old Bill Shanks now. <laughs> yeah, except for the old boy from Viana, and I can't understand that. I, you know, he got on there one day, Pepper, and oh, this is a Georgia network. Listen, you show more consideration and being a tech grad and a tech alumni, I mean a Georgia alumni and a Georgia grad, but you show us more love than I've heard anybody else in this state. Well, and I tell you who else knows that too is old CPJ because he, he, he knew that none of those people in Atlanta ever gave him any love. That's for Dag, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. Even, even even their dumb flagship station didn't give them as much coverage as I did. So, yeah, it's uh, but that's okay. You know, maybe Pepper will call back when Skip's co-hosting. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. I hope your shoulder feels better. Okay. Thanks, bro. See. All right. Take care. Wade in Jacksonville. What you up to? Well, just hanging in there for. I heard that stupid trade by Peter King. If the Falcons do that, they're stupid. I, I don't. Two- I don't like. That's a lot of draft picks, Wade. That scares me, doesn't it? You? That's four draft picks. That's not going to work. I mean, as that's the case, they're not going to be any good for a long time. Well, I, how about this one now? And I, I, I hadn't mentioned this yet, but it's on my list here. There's also a tweet. Someone sent me a tweet where the rumor is that Russell Wilson is interested in playing on a minimum contract if Denver is to release him. Would you take 35-year-old Russell Wilson as a veteran quarterback, especially if he was that cheap? There's a problem. He gets sacked a lot. Bigger pardon? He got sacked a lot in Denver. He did, yeah, he did. I, I'm worried about that, but um, I would not give him up. Peter King's leaving; he's retired. I'm glad for that because he wasn't much of a person anyway to me. I didn't like him. They're good enough for me. Well, he always had the he always had the Falcons draft picks. That's for sure. Well, true, but still, he was kind of. But I don't know where you take Wilson, but then. I would not go all the way up to second. It, it, you know, I know they want Daniels. I think that's who they want, don't you? Know, don't you believe? Well, I would hope so because I, I think 
if you're going to justify anything, you may be able to win your fans over with that argument compared to Drake May. And I don't think anybody wants. I don't. I I guess Caleb Williams is wanted in Washington because of of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who was his quarterback coach there, and then now is at the OC at Washington. But I I don't know. I mean, it, it's I want to see the combine. I got to watch that Wade. I want to I want to find out about that. I want to see those kids in that pro setting and see how they do there. I think that'll that'll give us a little bit better view of them, don't you think? Yeah, just Thursday it starts, right? I mean, Saturday, the quarterback. It's, think well, it actually starts, starts um, Thursday. It starts Thursday, and you've got the quarterbacks are on. Let's see. Hold on. I'm bringing this up here. Uh, well, my stupid – oh, here it is. Quarterbacks are on Saturday. You've got – Defensive linemen and linebackers on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Defensive ends, tight ends on Friday at 3 o'clock. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs on Saturday at 1. And then offensive linemen on Sunday at 1. So, yeah, I think Saturday at 1 we need to watch the combine on NFL Network because that I, I want to see those kids. I really do. I, I think it's time to kind of see them and – I'm anxious to see if anything that I see in the combine from those players can convince me, yep, we need to go get them. Well, I just hope the Falcons make the right decision for one. Like Matt Ryan, what's the biggest decision? That was the best decision the Falcons made back in 08, 08 draft. That was the best one they ever made. And no question. And, and, and you know what? I was skeptical of that because it, it, I'm just so leery of – I mean, sometimes there are slam dunks. You know, I don't have any like I don't have any worry about Trevor. Do you? Do, you've seen Trevor being in Jacksonville, don't you think Trevor's going to be a good NFL quarterback? Yeah, here's the deal, though. I don't think he's going to get the money he wants from I Jacksonville. Just, I don't think Jacksonville's going to pay him that kind of money. Sixty well, million, they, maybe be seventy million by that time. Well, they'd be stupid if they let him go. But I, I think, I, to me, Trevor's a slam dunk. I, I mean, I think Andrew Luck was a slam dunk before he got hurt, you know. And and, but I think there are more question marks with with. I and mean, look at last year's draft. Look at the fact that Bryce went one. They gave up all those draft picks for him, and then C.J. Stroud, who those of us who saw him in the the Sugar Bowl, I mean the Peach Bowl against Georgia were completely convinced this guy was going to do really, really well. So, but you know, he wasn't the number one pick. It was Bryce young. And then he got sacked a million times. So I don't know. I mean, I, it's just so hard, man. It's, it's a hard thing because heck wait, I, you remember, I didn't, I want to Glenn Dorsey in 2008. I didn't, I wasn't convinced about Matt Ryan. And I, I mean, I admit that reluctantly, but it's true. I, I wasn't sure Matt Ryan, Scared me because he weighed about 125 pounds, soaking wet, you know. And but damn, he had an arm, and he was a leader, and he was outstanding. You know, Glenn Dorsey wasn't nothing either, was he? He was a bum. I don't think he was had a, a couple of okay years, but I don't think he he didn't live up his potential. He went to Kansas City, and I I, I mean I think I, I I think you know he just wasn't Warren Sapp, that's for sure, and that's who I thought he was going to be. Well, what do you think about the Falcons? It, I wouldn't want to trade all that, but on the Braves front, I know they lost two to one today. But um, who I know Bryce Elder pitched yesterday. He didn't pitch well at all. 
Right. I think he's only he's only out in the minor leagues. I don't really think he's going back to the minors. Well, he might. I mean, I think that's something you got to think about. He's got options left, right? So it's not out of the question for for Bryce to go back to AAA. And it's just, um, I would hate to kill his value, though, Wade, because, heck, you go from making 30 starts, making the all-star break, giving out of gas and having a bad playoff performance, and then you came and make the big league roster. What's his trade value? Nothing. That's what I mean. That's your trade, you know. For the guy from Chicago White Sox, that's what I was hoping they'll do. Because then they wouldn't have got Chris Sales either. You know what I'm saying? He would have been a better fit for us than um, Bryce Elder. Well, I mean, th- sure, but th- Dylan, I don't, I don't know if anybody wanted Bryce Elder. That's the problem. I mean, there's no way the White Sox were going to take him as a centerpiece of the of a Dylan Cease trade. Uh, they they would have wanted. Heck, I think they wanted A.J. Smith-Shalver and Hurston Waldrop, and I'm glad the Braves didn't do that because I think those two kids are are very good and have great potential. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with Bryce. And I, you know, I I don't know. I, I I part of me really wants Elder to win the job so that Reynaldo Lopez can go to the bullpen, but we haven't seen Waldrop yet. We haven't seen Smith-Shalver yet. Um, so we got to see those guys. I think Waldrop's going to do really well and tempt them because I think I think Waldrop, especially with short appearances, is going to look really good. I appreciate you taking my call, Bill. I hope you have a good day. All right, Wade. You behave, okay? Take care. Uh, you too. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right. You too, sir. 517 here on this Monday afternoon. Man, it's pretty outside. It's a beautiful day. Spring-like day. I think our temperatures are supposed to stay pretty warm today. I'm sick of the cold weather. We're done with that, right? I got a buddy of mine in Waycross, Ken Holder. He's a great friend, but he loves cold weather. And I want him to move to Montana. I think he'd, I think he'd hush his mouth if he did that. Oh, my gosh. 75 tomorrow. Cloudy skies high around 75. Winds 10 to 15. Wednesday, 79, but a, fi- a 60% chance of rain here in Macon. But 79, that's hot. Mm, that's hot. That's that's a little toasty. Back to 62 on Thursday. So, anyway, spring weather, I'll take it. And spring weather goes up and down, up and down, up and down. We know that. 478-646-ESPN, we'd love to talk sports with you. You can talk about the Falcons and all the rumors about the quarterback situation. Are you anxious to see the combine now that we know it's Saturday at 1 o'clock and what those guys can show us? We can talk Braves. We can talk uh, Hawks, Georgia Tech fans. If you have any comments on the Paul Johnson interview, we'd love to hear your thoughts like we did with Mike. And, again, you can hear it. Um, Chris, we may want to keep that Paul Johnson thing up there, uh, up at the top, so people can find it. And I'll try to retweet it out again because we know it's gotten a lot of play. But at thesuperstations.com, of course. Back with more sports talk right after this. Five twenty-three is our time. Thanks for being with us here on this Monday afternoon. We are talking sports, taking your phone calls, reading your tweets, and let's get back to the phones. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Ken and Macon Killer. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? All right. I don't understand why the Braves got rid of that guy that came from Florida, Hurston. Something for Justin Bieber or something, because that guy was supposed to be awesome. He just came out of college. 
He was an awesome pitcher. That was crazy. They haven't gotten rid of, of Herson Waldrop? No, her, that pitcher that came from Florida, they traded him for a guy named Justin Bieber. No, they, they, no they haven't traded him for Justin Bieber. First of all, it's Shane Bieber, not Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's the punk singer. But they, they haven't traded Herson Waldrop for anybody. Justin Bieber or Shane Bieber or anybody. Shane from Cochran, Shane from Cordell. They haven't traded. I promise you, Herson Waldrop's still there, man. He, he's going to be... He's going to be part of this team at some point this year, I guarantee you. How about that other guy? Did that other guy that came that they, they drafted a couple of years ago, I guess he's gone from uh, Wake Forest. He ain't still with Atlanta, is he? No, he's gone. He got traded for the reliever from Chicago, Aaron Bummer. He did about uh, Jared Schuster, who pitched some for him last year. I was just wondering, cause when they get all these number one picks and everything, they need to hang on to it. But I know that I know they need to get some runs because they must have lack of runs. But they need to go with the pitchers pitching that Atlanta does. They need to find out any way to me, Bill, to get runs because they got an awesome pitching staff. But they got to get they got to find find out even if they got the bun or whatever and still still hitting. Running still, whatever it is, they got to do the little things to be able to get the runs and to hit the pitchers out because a lot of times a pitcher, even if they try it, they feel like they almost had to pitch a perfect game that you like Ray Matt or the other pitchers like one on Philadelphia. He pitched really good, and he won our New York Mets. Might have been uh, Degrom. He almost felt like he almost had to pitch a perfect game because the team wasn't coming through and hitting, getting runs, and they got to find to do that with the pitching staff at line does because a lot of times the pitcher come in and wear themselves out, and they feel like they had to pitch a perfect game the way I see it. But, but, but killer. The Braves scored 5.7 runs per game last year. I'm not worried about them falling back too far offensively, are you? I still think they're going to be a great offensive team. The only thing they've changed is – Eddie Rosario out for Jared Kelnick, but other than that, everybody's back. So why would you worry about the offense? Also, one other thing that happened this past year that they that didn't go on Major League Baseball, it went up, didn't go on this year, but the year before. Do you think since the shift had gone, do you think that that's causing Braves to do better, or you think it's making them not do as good as far as hitting? No, I think the. I think the, they won 104 games the regular season. They got cold, ice cold in the playoffs against the Phillies. They had their worst slump of the year in October against Philadelphia, partly because I think of the, the five-day layoff of dumb Major League Baseball making people go off for five days. But I don't think it had anything to do with the shift. I, I think, no, I don't think it had anything to do. They just got called at the wrong time, and they, they've got to bounce back. There's no question, and they've got to have a great year, and then we got to hope they're they're going to get hot at the right time in, in October, and they'll be uh, a formidable team. And I, I still believe they will, I, I but I don't worry about the offense. I, I don't think I'm worried about anything with this team right now. You don't you don't understand. Sometimes Brian Snicker changed that lineup. Sometimes it made them better, or if no. he changed it a different way, then it ended up they didn't do as good. Sometimes the way they I won 104 think. games, they did fine last year. They just got cold in the playoffs and they got cold at the wrong time. But no, I don't think there's anything 
going on about that. Brian in Savannah is next. Hello, Brian. Hey, Bill. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Nice to hear from you. How are you? Good. I Sorry, I hadn't called it in a while. I had changed jobs, so I hadn't been able to listen as much as I used to. Well, you I tell your new to... boss, by gosh, you got th- something to do between three and six now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He'll tell you probably to pay my salary. <laughs> uh, I okay, but you listen when you can then. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to tell you, I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only one that actually wanted to draft Ken or Glenn Dorsey from Matt Ryan in 2008. Yeah, you know, and I was a little slanted toward that, Brian, because I was at spring training and, and a lot of those draft picks were down there. And I was doing my show in the press box at Disney uh, during Brace spring training and in walks and walks someone to introduce me to Glenn Dorsey. And I saw that big old guy and I'm like, man, you're, you're going to be Warren Sapp. You got to come to Atlanta with that third pick. And he, he was a great kid. And, and I, you know, I loved his tape. I thought he had a great tape. He played for LSU. And I, I'm like, I just kind of drank the Kool-Aid on that kid. And, and I saw Matt Ryan in person play for Boston college against Georgia tech. And I wasn't bowled over. You know, which, uh, you know, I, I can be bad like a lot of people can about, you know, seeing a kid one time in person. But, I, I, again, I'm serious. I, I thought Matt Ryan was just the skinniest human being I've ever thought of. And I'm like, man, they may tear him apart in, in the NFL. And I was wrong. And I'm I'm always, hey, Brian, I always say, if I'm wrong and that makes my team better because of something that I thought was going to happen one way and it worked out instead, I'm for it every day of the week. Oh, I'm right there with you. I, hey, I've, I've made my peace with drafting Matt Ryan over Glenn Dorsey in the past. <laughs> absolutely, it was um, a great, it was a great, qu- it was a great evaluation by them and Thomas Dimitrov and Mike Smith, and it was a great draft pick, no question. Oh, absolutely, I agree. Um, if you got time, I actually do have one more question. Sure, go ahead. Uh, I well, I agree with you on Hurston Walter being a part of the Braves this year at some point. Yeah. And you're so you're you're definitely all in on Elder as the fifth starter. Well, no, I I just no. The reason I said that is, I think the preference in my mind is Elder has a great camp, wins the fifth starter's job. Reynaldo Lopez goes back to the bullpen to make the bullpen even stronger, to make the bullpen ridiculous. And then Waldrop and Smith Shaver go to AAA and not be rushed. But you know, we we got to he's got to do it. Bryce has got to go out there and do that. I I just think from a log, logistic standpoint of all right, would would the bullpen be better with Walt with uh with uh, Reynaldo Lopez? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean the, that bullpen has a chance to be unbelievable. But if Reynaldo Lopez goes back to that bullpen, that bullpen could be un the best in baseball, aim close, and then. I don't I, I don't want to rush Smith Shaver and Waldrop. You know, Alex and Thompson said on this show in January, hey, look, if Waldrop or Smith Shaver, particularly Smith Shaver, goes down there and, and kicks ass, we might pick them. And and I get that. And I want to pick the best players, but Brian, I would prefer for those two to have some time in in, in AAA. And I just think they we don't need to rush these kids. I'd rather get them ready. Because here's the deal. If if Charlie Morton retires and if Max Fried leaves via free agency this coming off season in, in, you know, November, December, 
next year this time, we're going to probably have two rookie pitchers or two young pitchers, if they're not rookies already, in Waldrop and smith Shaver in that rotation, which is, could be fine, right? I mean, I pray to God they sign Max, but, I mean, that that's a possibility we've got to look out for. And if that's the case, Brian, I want for Waldrop and smith Shaver to be ready. And the best way, in my mind, for them to be ready is to get as many starts as they can in AAA. Yeah, well, I agree with that, but I've actually seen something. Let me know what you think about this. Keeping um, Smith Shaver and having actually a six-man rotation because they want to they want to lighten the workload on Chris Sale coming in, you know, because he hadn't been healthy in seven years or something, and lightening the workload on Elder. So if they go to a kind of a six-man rotation with Smith Shaver, that kind of gives him a little seasoning and pros. I'll believe, it, I'll believe it when I see it, and I don't believe I'm going to see it. I just don't. I think, number one, I think, I think, and I know Alex has said this several times about Chris Sale, he's healthy, and if he's healthy, we're not going to put the reins on him. Um, if something happens, it happens. You can't predict that. You can't guard against that 100%, but I, I don't think that they're worried enough about Sale to just not let him pitch enough. If Chris is healthy, and I think he's healthy, I think he's going to be an all-star. I mean, I, I just – I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on Chris Sale. I, I I mean, he's skinny as a Benny, but, I mean, my gosh, that kid can pitch. He's really good. And, you know, I could it, could it happen where they could bring one of those two up, Smith Schauber or Waldrop, and, and let them have a start to spread them out? Yeah, but you know what, Brian? In the past when that's happened in baseball, not just with the Braves or the last year or two, I've seen that happen before, and – a lot of times when those guys get extra rest, they wet the bed. And and I, I they get in that routine where they want that every fifth day thing. And I just have never really prescribed to that that philosophy. I'm I, I'm like, look, if they're healthy, let them go. And and we know they're going to be overprotective with them as far as not letting them go past 100 pitches. That That's just a, an, an, an industry thing that I think is stupid, but I understand. Just because they're scared of injury. Because, look, there is not one pitcher on any team, on any camp right now, that we can sit here and say with 100% certainty is going to be 100% injury-free in 2024, right? There's just no way to predict that. You know, Charlie goes and has a great year. He makes 30 starts, and then he has a finger thing at the end of the year. It's like, what the heck? Um you know, a couple of years ago with Max getting sick. I mean, he couldn't predict that. He got sick, you know. I mean, so I think you just let him go. And if you if you need him to skip a start at some point, okay, bring up some of those guys, one of those guys from Gwinnett, Vines or Smith Shaver or Waldrop and and let him let him pitch. But I I think when they get out of that routine, Brian, it can be kind of uh, they can kind of get off centered. Yeah, I agree. That's a very good point. I mean, that's a very I can't wait. I'm just, I'm just, I think that was a steal with all due respect to Grissom. He didn't have a role on this team. I I hope he plays second base and does it well for Boston, but he wasn't going to play second base for this team. We got a great second baseman on the Braves roster with, with Ozzy. And I I just think you got Chris sale, not only for Vaughn Grissom, you got Chris sale for free this year. Absolutely. 
I mean, you can't get better than that right there, can you? No, you can't. And didn't they sign him to was it? It was sale that they signed an extension for, right? That they yeah. traded for him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he actually they actually gain a million dollars this year, and they could put it toward next year's salary. But I mean, yeah, it's a it's a stupid contract. So if he comes back, if he if he's eighty percent of what he used to be, and he could be durable, they're gonna have the best rotation in baseball. I don't give a damn what those blue people out west do. Absolutely. And then you got. But and like you were saying, if they lose uh, Freed and Morton retires next year, then they got well. Then you got Sale and Spencer Strider leading the rotation, and then you got um, you might have Lopez being in the rotation next year. Right, that's right. You're right. It could happen. No question. And, you know, two rookies, but two seasoned rookies. They've got themselves. They got themselves covered pretty well. But I. Brian, I still want him to sign Maxi, no matter what, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I do too. But I, I mean, being a Braves fan, it just looks like the right is on the wall that he, he's out the door, like Dan's being Freddie. I know. Well, I'm I'm ho- holding out hope Alex will surprise us, but it the longer it goes, it doesn't look good, does it? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at it like. The letting Freddie go and letting Dansby go doesn't seem to be too bad of an issue so far. No, but you know what? I think it's easier to place even a great first baseman compared to an ace pitcher. That's very true. I think I think when when you find an ace pitcher, and Max is an ace, he's not just a one, he's an ace pitcher. And I think Spencer is too, but that doesn't mean you let the other ace that you have go. When you when you find an ace pitcher, you got to keep him, man. You 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 – can't let that go. That's just hard. I mean, I think he's the best pitcher since the big three. And so you, you've got to find a way to keep that guy. I, Cause I love him. I think he's a great kid. Uh, I think he's a great leader on that team. I think his work ethic is something that his teammates look at. And I, I just, I don't, I don't mess around with him. I don't. Hey, Brian, we got to run. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good, good, good to talk to you again, Bill. Always great to talk to you. By the way, we'll be in Savannah on Wednesday at Coach's Corner. John Henderson, my man, John Henderson. You want to talk about a sports bar, boys and girls? By golly, that Coach's Corner is one happening place. That is awesome. I love that place. Great food and entertainment on the weekends. It's awesome, man. It's great. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Shane and Macon, don't go anywhere. Will in North Carolina just... Hopping on there. We got two lines open. Back with more sports talk on this Monday right after this. By the way, I meant to mention this earlier, but on Sunday in the Braves game against Boston, we had the first spring training appearance for Hayden Harris, who pitched at Georgia Southern, and he had an unbelievable year last year in the Braves minor league system. He pitched a scoreless inning, two hits, one walk, but two strikeouts. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of the lefter. Left lefter? What the hell is a lefter? Yeah, I left her because I didn't like her. No, the left-hander uh, as we go through spring training here because he's in big league camp. And lefty relievers, what have I been talking about? You can't beat them. Shane in Macon has patiently waited for us. Hey, Shane, thank you. How are you? Hey, good, Bill. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, first thing. I, I bet you five dollars Killer could swim hundred yards underwater. That I mean, that dude doesn't have to breathe much. I mean, he talks a lot. when he talks, he doesn't stop. But anyway, you're um, right. 
<laughs> but uh, no, I talked about the Paul Johnson interview. Um, I love Coach Johnson. I was a big fan of his while he was at Tech. The guy is just straight up, he, straightforward. He does not lie. I mean, if you ask him if he liked you and he didn't like you, he would say no. I mean, he is that kind of person. Uh, the interview was great. I was, <sighs> I wasn't surprised to hear the things that he was saying about Collins. I was shocked by what he said about the way the administration treated him. I mean, that's mm. the way you treat a guy who, like Bobby Petrino when he left Arkansas, right? right? I mean, you don't you don't treat a guy who did what Paul Johnson did like mm. that. But it doesn't – it shocked me to hear it, but it doesn't surprise me because the athletic department and the administration at Tech do a lot of strange things. I mean, it's, it's long-winded, and I can shoot you an email and, and, and tell you about some odd things that go on with the baseball team. But it's just a – I mean, the man deserves more respect than he got from Tech. And there's no other way to say it. I mean, he beat Georgia his first year. You would have expected the administration to pour every dime into his program because he, he could have done great things in that first three, four, five years, you know? Well, I agree. And, and you know, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I didn't expect that interview to go viral and for every Tech fan and their brother to listen to it and and comment on it on a – website or blog or Facebook page or whatever. I mean, it's gotten a tremendous amount of airplay. Uh, it wasn't my goal to make Paul say something or to make headlines by any means, but I'm kind of glad in a way that he said what he said, because it does make people number one, look back on his time with respect. And number two, discuss the issues that he brought up that need to be corrected. And again, I, I, I haphazardly said this last week when I was talking in general about college football, but I think it is apropos for this conversation right now in college athletics, universities programs have to decide if they're going to be in the football business or not. And that takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of commitment and it sure doesn't take any kind of academic saying that they're not going to take a transfer over an 11 year period, but one time which I know things are different now. They don't have any choice but to take transfers now, as we know, Shane. But still, the fact that that would happen under Paul Johnson is ignorant and elitist and don't ever say anything about tech being a serious football program as long as people in the administration, particularly on the academic side, say crap like that. Oh, I agree. Right. I mean, Tech has one of the largest endowment funds in the country, and it all goes to academics. Athletics does, gets nothing from that. Um, so it's it's frustrating as a football fan and as a fan of Tech in general uh, that we don't spend more money. I think I think Brent Key has more support right now. I, I guess maybe because he's a Tech guy. And he's I wouldn't call him a polished guy. I mean, he's not a he's not a guy who's gonna spout off stuff like Collins did, but he's also not as straight up or straightforward as Paul Johnson. So he, he's a guy you can put out front who's, who's not going to say something that may make some people mad, I guess. So I think maybe he has more support there. Um, well, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Collins was able because of the time of he, of him coming in and the fact that most of the time when you are a new coach, you want some assurances that you are going to have support from your, from your institution. I'm sure he got more, because of that, that even Paul got, and I, you would hope that over the years, the five years that it's increased, you know, even marginally, 
because uh, there's no question that Brent Key has more support now than what Paul Johnson has. Because I don't, I think if if that had gotten out about, and of course, again, transfers have changed, but still, if it had gotten out about the fact that, and I knew about it, I wasn't surprised at what he said. We could do the math. He didn't ever get any damn transfers. But if it had been because of what he said it was about, I don't know if they'd been able to fire someone, find someone to replace him. They people would have said, I don't know if I want to go there or not. They're not serious about football. Well, I mean, here's one thing about tech, and I'm not sure if people are aware of this. People talk about the calculus, and it's true. Um, every All the math there is calculus-based. So even math or management majors and business majors is calculus-based. But there is no education program at tech. So how many college football players end up being coaches in high school? Sure. You, you can't get a teaching degree at tech. And I know that firsthand because I asked the question in my department when I was there because I, I thought about going into coaching versus going into engineering. <clears throat> So how many recruits do you think we lose because of that? How many transfers do you think we lose because of that? We don't even have a dual enrollment program with Kennesaw or Georgia State or Georgia, anybody else. So, I mean, we are hardcore engineering, and they when you ask them that question, they'll just tell you to leave the school. Well, and, and I understand that to a point, but, again, are you going to be in the football business or not? And the, well, the one thing I, that I'll say that I know Skip said if he were here would hit me, is um, now uh, you, you just got to keep them in school for a year, and then they may move on anyway. So who cares? Um, you know, I, I don't. You know, what percentage of the people who go into college football actually give a flip about getting a college degree? Ten percent. I would say it's probably higher in the lower divisions. Uh, I mean, most of the guys I know who play college football got are coaching. Uh, in high school, I would say if you're an elite recruit in a power five school, probably yeah, probably ten percent. But I, I would think there's a bigger percentage at a lower level, uh, or even getting down into the, the the group of five. I would say there's a bigger percentage. I would hope so, and you're probably right. But I, I think it's you know this transfer deal. This is all about just moving parts in a shell game, and and it's it's about playing football, and it's not about well, I'm going to transfer here because of academics i'm going to transfer here because they're going to give me a chance to play whereas my other school didn't so you know it's just it's a weird time in college football but i'm glad paul said what he said i think everybody knew that he probably felt that way for him to say it out loud i think i hope gets more respect to him and i hope along the way people also realize he joined the hall of fame this weekend which is pretty daggum important too wasn't it oh absolutely i actually so a, a buddy of mine who's a coach here in macon was on his staff as a ga at georgia southern and when they hired Paul, I texted him, like, hey, man, we got Paul Johnson. What do you think? And he texted back, you're going to like him. That was it. That's all he texted back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and I did. I'll never forget. I was sitting in my office up in Atlanta, actually right across from where Truist Park is now, and uh, or Truist Field, whatever they call it. Anyway, uh, I loved his offense. I, I, I ran it growing up. Uh, and so I could watch it and understand it. And so it was, it was just it was a lot of fun. So. Well, and you won, that's for sure. Hey, Shane, thank you. We appreciate your feedback on this. All right, thanks a lot, Bill. Have a good day. All right, you too. Will in North Carolina is last. Hello, Will. Bill, uh, before I begin my rant, I would like to say please resign Max Street. I'm starting it today, and you're going to hear it all summer. I said I was going to do it, and that's how I'm going to start my phone calls this whole summer. Resign Max Street, please. Do you think we should, like, send letters regularly to Alex Anthopoulos at Truist Park to – Please re-sign Max Free. Do you think that would help? Maybe an airplane flies or something in Florida. <laughs> or when they even get to Atlanta, yeah. Whatever we got to do, Bill. Um, 
sit and sit in the gate, uh, Indian style, and don't let anyone get in. Something. I mean, we might have to go hardcore. But Bill, I was at the Wake and Duke game. I noticed the Georgia Station. That uh, I mean, I've I've seen uh, similar things play out on National Geographic, uh, and it involves like hyenas and leopards uh, chasing wildebeest. And that's kind of what I would uh, relate that to what I saw Saturday afternoon. I'm pretty uh, pretty mad about it, but it just come out that Kyle Fieldhouse's feeling sore, so at least he's not blew his knee out. But I was at that game, and it's kind of uh, kind of bad because, um, I mean, the NCAA is too worried about uh, who Tennessee's riding around on a jet to uh, <laughs> uh, solve any problems, but... I would relate what I saw Saturday night to uh, wildebeest. <laughs> well, it's a shame that young man got hurt, and it, and it's and it's um, it's awful. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody wants anybody to get hurt. I mean, there may have been some punk Wake Forest fan that did that on purpose. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the young man took it personally, and he believed that it had it had intent and purpose behind it. I don't know if it did or not. I mean, that's hard to say. I believe, but that shouldn't happen, and. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, you, basketball court's a little bit harder to defend than a football field. Uh, they've tried to knock that stuff out too because you don't want anybody getting hurt. And I know what was the game when it was at LSU and Alabama a year and a half ago when Alabama lost, and I think it was, I think it was Burton who knocked a girl down. And you know, but they're not supposed to be out there. <laughs> they're just not supposed. That's not where they're supposed to be. That give you right to hit a girl, but. Um, you know, that, that stuff's going to happen if you're somewhere you're not supposed to be. But it's unfortunate that that happened. Uh, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he'll be okay. And hopefully he'll be able to play soon or whatever. But, um, you know, that that's just, I don't know. I don't know. what I don't get the kick. Uh, maybe if I'd have been in college and Georgia had beaten anybody, maybe if I'd have been in college when they played Shaq Daddy and they had beat LSU or whatever, I'd have felt different about it. But I don't, I don't get it. But. I guess they just go out there and jump up and down and tell everybody, hey, when we knocked that Duke player down, I was out there on the court. I, I don't know. I don't, it's just kind of weird to me. I think opposing teams should, uh, if they're going to do this NIL and you know, football players or employees of the university, you should be able to bring your linebackers and your offensive line with you. And uh, if you come out on the court, you're free game. And, I mean, they could televise that. That could be more revenue because that would be fun to watch. I mean, just bring your – the opposing team gets to bring the offensive line and linebackers. With Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I hope they'll be okay for sure, and I'm, I'm glad you weren't down there in that mess, Will. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Sign Max Freed. Maybe we should just end every segment, every hour. Hashtag sign Max Freed. And then somehow get it to Alex and Dolphus. And then when he comes on the show, we can tell him, hey, we just end every segment. Hashtag sign Max Freed. Maybe that's what we need to do on Twitter and on the show. You're listening to The Bill Shanks Show.